and welcome to Staying Connected, part of the Equip Project podcast. It's week nine and David Russell is with us once again to share some thoughts from John's Gospel. David has asked me to read from John chapter 10, uh, beginning at verse 22. And it says, Then came the festival of dedication at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was in the temple courts walking in Solomon's colonnade. The Jews who were there gathered round him, saying, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you do not believe. The works I do in my Father's name testify about me, but you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. One night a few months back, my wife Monique and I were sitting down to watch Netflix. We had got ourselves a takeaway, our son was in bed, and we were about to put our feet up and pick up at whatever box set we had been working our way through. And straight away, Netflix asked her to log in, which we thought was strange, but she put in her email address and her password, and it didn't work. And she tried again, and it still didn't work. And eventually, when she looked through her emails, she discovered that her Netflix account had been hacked. Someone in Florida had taken it over. They had changed her password so she couldn't get back in. So, while our takeaway was getting cold, 4,000 miles away, somebody was watching Stranger Things free of charge. It wasn't long before we were up and running again. The old account was cancelled and a new one was set up. But if you've ever had a similar experience, it's really unnerving. Knowing that what's yours is now in someone else's hands. Getting hacked leaves you feeling very vulnerable. Your little cocoon of personal security is suddenly stripped away. After something like that, you tend to be a bit more paranoid. Because no one likes feeling as if they aren't safe. And the idea of safety and security is a key theme in the Lord's words in John 10 that Ollie read to us. He's speaking to a group of Jews who had challenged him to prove that he really was the promised deliverer and saviour of the people. They'd heard his words, they'd seen his miracles, they'd experienced his power, but they still didn't believe. And he said that because of that, they weren't his sheep. They weren't among his people. Because they refused to believe in him, the tragedy was that they wouldn't possess the incredible gift Christ gives to all who are his. Eternal life. The certainty of eternity spent in the presence of God after we die. A reversal of the eternal death brought into creation by Adam. I give them eternal life, he said, and they will never perish. And Christ's promise of heaven is of course one of the greatest sources of comfort and assurance in our Christian lives. It's the very centrepiece of our hope. But we normally think of eternity as something far off in the distance, don't we? It's not an imminent reality. It's a way down the road somewhere. It's like having savings set aside for your retirement in a half-forgotten bank account. But maybe in these days, for the very first time, as the spectre of death continues to fall across the globe, 
you've come face to face with the inevitability of your mortality. Not just those of us who are older and weaker, but maybe you're a younger man or woman with a lingering health problem that you've been living with just fine up until now. But you've realised that if you're unfortunate enough to catch COVID-19, it could be fatal. And just like that, the reality hits you that someday, in some way, if the Lord hasn't returned, you're going to die. It's no longer further on up the road. It could be here and now. And your mind then turns to what will happen after that. To the eternal life Christ talks about. And as you mull that over, you might have found yourself wondering, am I really secure? How certain is my eternity? Can I truly be sure of where I'm going? Is there really enough laid up in that retirement fund? Whether you've been a follower of Christ for a year or 50 years, It's possible that over these long weeks, the calm assurance of heaven that until now you've taken for granted has been engulfed in the darkness of death's shadow, leaving you uncertain, vulnerable and afraid. Have I done everything I needed to do? Have I believed enough? Have I believed in the right way? Is there anything I'm missing? Is it possible I've done something that's disqualified me? That can be a torturous, vicious cycle of thinking that strips our souls of any peace about what's up ahead. That's why the Lord's words in John 10 are so important. I give them eternal life. Just to get technical for a second. In the original language, those words are in the present continuous tense. In other words, it's something we receive right now and we keep on receiving. We don't need to wait until we die to find out if we're truly saved. Eternity is already ours. It doesn't depend on our ability to keep doing something. It depends on the work he's already finished on the cross. And it depends on Christ's unshakable promise to carry us through. When he gives us that new life. When the good shepherd finds a sheep who's lost and carries them back and makes them his own. They're never lost again. We can wander off like sheep always do, but we won't be lost. He says, no one will snatch them out of my hand. The image of a thief or attacker violently tearing the sheep out of the shepherd's grip. And nothing can do that with Christ. We are hidden in the hollow of the very hand that was nailed to the cross for us. One of my favourite descriptions of Christ is found in the book of Hebrews, where he's called the guarantor of a better covenant. The old covenant depended on the ability of the people to keep the law. And of course, they failed all the time, just like we all do. So their standing before God could change. But the new covenant in Christ is very different. Today in heaven, the risen Lord himself upholds us continually before the Father. Hebrews 7 says he is able to save to the uttermost, to the full extent, those who draw near to God through him. 
I work for a property rental agency and guarantors are part and parcel of my daily life. A guarantor is someone who agrees to guarantee the payment of the rent if, for any reason, the tenant isn't able to pay. And unfortunately, most guarantors are about as useful as a chocolate teapot. Every time, it's exactly the same. When the guarantor is signing the agreement at the start, they tell me, you'll have nothing to worry about. If anything happens, just give me a call and I'll sort it out. But when the tenant's two months behind in the rent, it's always a different story. Most guarantors do everything they can to wriggle out of paying anything. I even had one guarantor who flat out denied that he had agreed to act as guarantor at all. He said it must have been a fraud, that someone else must have come into the office pretending to be him. But Jesus is a very different kind of guarantor. He's a guarantor who never fails to keep up his part of the bargain. We fail to keep up our part of the new covenant all the time, don't we? Sometimes when we hear the shepherd's voice calling us, we wander off in the opposite direction. Which is why I'm so glad to have a guarantor like him, who never fails to make up my shortfall. And as if that perfect surety wasn't enough, listen again to verse 29. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. Once the Saviour holds us in his grasp, the Father then wraps his almighty hand around the hand of Christ. Our son Dylan is just about to turn two and if we're out walking somewhere and he's going down a steep path or a set of steps, and he starts to get a bit nervous and upset because he doesn't feel safe, whenever his mum takes his hand, sometimes, just instinctively, I'll put my hand over them both. As if to say, it's okay. There's nothing to be afraid of. We've got you. And that's the idea. We are kept in the Lord Jesus' hand doubly secured by the hand of our Father. God is saying, there's nothing to be afraid of. There's nothing that can take you out of my care. There's no guarantee of what's going to happen to any of us, is there? What is guaranteed is that you are cocooned in the grip of God's everlasting love. He's saying, it's okay. I've got you. When you walk through the valley of the shadow, I'm with you. I'm leading you through those passing shadows into the fullness of my eternal light. And because of that, we know a peace and assurance that no one can ever take away from us. I don't know if you've ever had an accident in your car and you've been the one to blame. Maybe you've hit into the back of another driver and they've been really kind to you and they've said, look, don't worry about it, there's not much damage. And of course, you've left your details with them just in case. But even though you're relieved and you're grateful for their understanding, in the back of your head, you can't stop worrying that you're going to get a phone call out of the blue one day. That the other person might change their mind about you. 
God will never change his mind about you. No matter how many mistakes we make, no matter what we do, or how far we get away sometimes, nothing in all of heaven or earth will ever snatch us out of his hand or take us from his presence. All because of the cross. Nobody put it better than the Apostle Paul in Romans 8. He said, I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Heavenly Father, thank you for the life-changing words of the Lord Jesus Christ. I give them eternal life. This is the most amazing gift, and it's all of your grace and kindness, Lord. Thank you for the safety and security found in the hollow of his hand. Father, you are greater than all, and no one can snatch us out of your hand. At a time of so much uncertainty, Lord, this is a sure and steadfast hope. Nothing can ever separate us from your great love. We praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.